I'm going to introduce this shit so we can yeah. get, get going. This yeah. is episode five of the yeah. Boston Bro Show. Yeah. Quarantine still edition. You know yes. what I mean? Jeremy, yes. like, yeah. shit, <laughs> shit, starting to, shit starting to come back. <laughs> Shout out to Monty Killer. Shout out to Monty Killer. This is Mad West Indian. Bullets. This is Mad West Indian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking... Shit's starting to get start, shit's starting to come back a little bit. Even masks is starting to roll back they shit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Like I know barbershops opened as of today. Are you getting a cut soon? No, I'm not. Why not? Listen, What's man. Playing? I feel like I gotta You looking grizzly. I, I, first off, my bed is living his best life right now. And I don't know. I'm just not ready to go out be seeing people like that anyways. So I reached out to my barbers though, doing all this. They're all, they're all, they're all fine. They opened up. They're ready to go. Yeah, I was like, I'm worried about that, you know, because we know we 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 know a lot of people that you know are out of work right now. So yeah. it's like, yeah. especially the barbers, the hairdressers, all of mm -hmm. the, you know, all of them. And it's like even the personal trainers and shit like that. That yeah. bit, like dog, like the money's gone. But granted, uh, hopefully they got to file for unemployment. Or, you know, hopefully, because I know some contract workers. Yeah, because taxi drivers, all that shit, they got yeah. to file for unemployment. So they they should be good in that sense. But at the end of the day, isn't it, if you have your own shop, it's like is that paying the bills? And or did you were you did you get that loan? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. I don't know where everyone's at, but. Hopefully everything I don't know. Hopefully everything turns out soon. Did I say I say I didn't even say the yeah, Boston Road episode five. You already said that, yeah. I said episode yeah, five. Gonna, this yeah, is we'll I'm check. This is Jeremy. Um I mean, you don't need to be so formal. It doesn't matter, nigga. Yeah. The world's about to end. So <laughs> like you got motherfucker. I mean, Doug, the world's about, like Doug, we saw the Brazil numbers. Shit's just shit's just ramping just up in fucking ramping Brazil. Up. Just ramping up out there. You know what I mean? It's just ramping up. We thought shit, not we thought, but they trying to play like shit is cool over yeah. here, but it's yeah, like... Well, well, the thing about Brazil right now is that Brazil's just starting to get hit with this whole COVID thing. Like, this whole COVID thing is still in the process of spreading how it spreads all over the world. You know, um, uh, I know, like, here in America, we're taking this whole approach um, with regards to it, like, you know... We're going to roll everything back. Let's get the economy going back going again. But people are really trying to get back to normal. Yeah. But it ain't, it's nowhere near nah. normal yet. They, right no. Now, the you know, new, but people the, still trying to play this game. And a lot of people end up getting sick. A lot of people may end up dying. But, you know, prayers up for everybody out there who's going out there and trying to return back to normal. I'm yeah. Gonna look the new normal. Because it's like, it's like, this shit, it's never going to be the normal again. No. It's never going to be normal again. Well, not in our lifetime. Maybe our kids' nah, lifetime. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going that far. I mean, we'll, we'll no. see. We'll see because it, it's it's a it's a really a question of how bad this disease actually ends up being. Yeah, and this you is know? me. This is me without no vaccine. If there's no vaccine or cure or anything like, like that, mm -hmm. I don't think things are ever going to get comfortable again. I don't think like the way normal. Not to say that things won't get okay again, mm. but things are not going to be normal ever again. It's just like, to me, it's just like 9-11. Like, granted, it happened when I was a kid, but so everything about travel think... changed after 9-11. Just like now, everything about how we stay in contact with people until unless, if there's no vaccine, is going to change. To well, me. Let, me, let me ask you that. So let's say there's no vaccine. How long before we, we get to take our mask off when we go get our hair cut? Shit, shit, I don't know. I think it's going to be... Shit, I don't know. I really don't know. What do you think? What do you mean? What do you think? 
June. Like take our masks off while we get a haircut. Yeah, like when we get 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 back to a point where no, I not gonna go to a grocery store. Oh, because I'm thinking like haircut. Like I mean, how are they gonna take that out to do no. your beard? Oh, oh you mean like oh, or go into a, like a public place without your mask on? Yeah. I think that because the thing is, I think that legally, I think that they're gonna allow. They're not gonna force people to wear them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that isn't normal, though, because I still think people are going to still wear them. You know, okay. so people are still going to be uncomfortable. Whether, however, the the legal realm goes, this could the all the restrictions can one hundred percent drop. That doesn't mean that things are back to normal. Okay. You know, I normal to me is when everyone that. is comfortable again, like doing what they you know what they would usually do. And I feel like this is just gonna. Yeah, like I just feel like people are never gonna be like back there again. Yeah, like you know, like in China, like in, like when we when we walk like down when you're in Boston and, and you see like the international students and stuff like that, and we saw that for years and they for years and they're walking around with masks because that's what they come from. That's where they come from um, over in China and over you know over there. Mm-hmm. And it's like they come here and even though we don't have that level of pollution that they do, and that's the reason why they wear the mask. Of course, they wear. Because of because of that, because they're just used to it, and you know, for style and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's just what they're used to now. There's they've so they've been so indoctrinated into that. Like even when I see like little kids out here, like are you know what I mean with masks on. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they they're growing up with it, so it's like mm-hmm. they're getting indoctrinated into it early, so it isn't weird to them anymore. You know, not anymore. It isn't weird to them at all. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know, man, but no. Like long story short, I, I we see all that shit going on in Missouri in the Ozarks. You see that shit? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? There's mad people that found out that the Ozarks is a real thing by fucking seeing that. <laughs> like, yes, the Ozarks are a real fucking thing. Um, but yeah, you see them people that like just wilding, just wilding. But but Grant, well, I, I knew this would happen though, because it's like, well, for me, I'm know, just seeing the perspective of okay, some people won't go out there and take that risk. I'm exactly, just see the results. Right, because because at the end of the day, no matter I'm, how I'm many, I'm not gonna stop them. Yeah, well, you know, I'm like, no, I, really, I really don't care. Like, people want to go out there and do that. Okay, do it, and I'm interested in seeing what the results. All the results are good, bad, and indifferent. I'm not brooding for one one thing over another. I highly suspect one thing will happen: people will get sick. You know, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, because you wanted to discuss like the like you wanted to. To talk about like the government's like power and all of this shit and like in, and like what was your like main question about that? Like, well, the thing about it is well, like what sparked uh, it anyway. It, it for me, it's been real interesting to see how most 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 specifically how on a local level the type of power politicians have been able to flex, whether it's you know uh, mayors of cities versus governors of states. Sometimes those mayors and governors yeah. being part of the same state, like uh, Andrew Cuomo. The uh, governor of New York versus uh, the mayor of uh, of um, of uh, New York City. Um, I can't remember his name. His name escapes here right the now. The mayor of New York City. Yeah, the mayor of New York City. Um, that's just one example. I can't remember his yeah. name either. Uh, yeah. yeah, De Blasio. Bill De Blasio. Bill De Blasio. Yeah. So Andrew Cuomo and Bill De Blasio. Bill De Blasio. The type of beef they've been having, mm-hmm. where you know Bill De Blasio can say, "Yeah, you know, we we want to open this back up," and and Cuomo's like, "No." You're not opening it back up because I'm the governor, yeah. versus gov- versus him being a governor and what he'll say to uh, to Trump, who's who's the actual president. Like you know, yeah, you might be the president, but I'm still the governor here, so I could do this. So it's interesting yeah. to see like some of these power plays that have happened. Yeah, it is. Here in Massachusetts. It is you know? yeah. because it's like if you, 
if people are paying attention and if you didn't know anything about politics and really didn't understand where the like powers lied and where and where it did and who had the actual power when it came to certain things, COVID is the number one way you're going to learn. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the president can't tell a state to open back up. Yep. It cannot. He cannot. He mm-hmm. does not have the power to do that. You know, so you, to really make you understand the difference between local and federal federal government, you know, state and state and fed, you know, and how they're at constant at battles with each other, constant um, pivoting for more power, less, you know, less power, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and you're right. Mm. It's it's really interesting to see that, like when you have like a state like Mass, where it's like granted, I feel like of all this, not all the states, because I haven't been like looking at all of them, but I feel like um, Marty. And um, Baker, um, I feel like they've been in in lockstep most of the time mm-hmm. when it comes to things. I feel like they've stepped over each other like a little bit, but it's all like a courteous yeah. step over. You know, it, it yeah. isn't that type of thing because we know at the end of the day, you know, like all of that shit, like it's 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 a little bit more courteous where we've seen like the like, but I know De Blasio mm-hmm. and fucking um and Cuomo, they got. What they're dealing with is times 10 of what yeah. we have to deal with. Yeah. You're talking about reopening the biggest city in the world. I know not by population or some shit like that, but New York City thing, is the man. biggest fucking city in the world. This thing is just such another perfect example of why living in a big city is so just disgusting. At yeah. the end of the day. Like, people just living on top of people, man. Like, we yeah. think it's bad here in Boston. Yeah, dog. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. People in New York, in New York City... They come at you like waves. Yeah, man. bro. Yeah. They're I can't do it. Everywhere. You grow up, you grow up, right? And being from Boston, you owe it like some some of you, most of us, I feel like you dream of like of being like, yo, I wish I lived in New York. You know, <laughs> New York is moving and shaking, blah, blah, blah. Woo woo. But then you man, get you go stops. there. You go there and it's like, yo, huh. this is a lot. Just the sheer number of people in New York and the traffic mm-hmm. brings up the temperature yeah. of that city. You know, you know what I mean? And it's like, in it, New York has a fucking, I don't know, New Yorkers don't smell it, but New York has a smell, Absolutely like a baseline smell does. of garbage. Absolutely, it does. You know what I mean? No the disrespect, but all disrespect. The Bronx in yeah. particular. Yo. <laughs> the Bronx in particular. It is. <laughs> yeah, they just nose blind to the shit. Yo, man. You know what I mean? Like, and, nah, nah, I, nah, I can never. I can back never. That's our original point <laughs> about the power of these different uh, of these different you know political entities. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's just been real interesting to see you know, and and just to your point, I hope people are paying attention and really seeing how government works or doesn't work. Yeah, you know how when we think America, America is two things. America to me is 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 a business. And it is politics. Yeah. It is two things. And the political business is a very interesting business. And seeing it, and, and to see how things are working right now, uh, to see how, you know, even even politicians at the federal level, certain senators, you know, I ain't going to name drop, you know, do you want to read Name them. And, and see what's going out there, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll put the states out there, you know. Kentucky, you know who you are. You know, Kentucky, you know who your senators are. Yeah. You know. Georgia, the fucking no, yes, that that tortoise. (laughs) Fuck that nigga. Oh man, but yeah, you just gotta. Hopefully, you're paying attention to what's going on right now, to to the power dynamics and how everything is moving, moving and shaking. 
Yeah. You're going research, man. Everything's going on on at, at a lo- on a local level right now. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, man, like that. Like we talk about that that state that that um that gap between state and local. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If when it comes to all of this shit, from it comes from this COVID shit, when it comes to um certain laws passing, law even law enforcement. Look what look what the federal government just did, nigga. It just let Takashi out, nigga. <laughs> You know what I mean? Shout out to my homie 69. Like, yo. Welcome home, baby. Yo. Welcome home, baby. Come on, man. You know how it is. You know how it is, dog. Yo, listen. When the brothers yo. come home, right? You're right. You're right. To the you're streets. Right. To the streets. That's street fucking right. No. Streets is still alive, right? Whoa. <laughs> nah, yo. Yo, I'm telling you. Yo. I hope people have been shout paying out to attention. The yo, shout out to the streets. Shout out to the streets and how done they are, nigga. <laughs> Set up to the streets and how done they are. Like, yo, this Takashi shit, mm. you know what it, ironically, what it reminds me of is like, it reminds me of, of the 2016 election. You mm. feel me? Like, if y'all didn't know, like, for the people that thought this country was a certain thing, 2016 showed you that this country is not who you think it is. Mm. And this Takashi shit, Shows the streets that the streets are not what they say it is. You know what I mean? Hip hop can't become the biggest genre in music without shit like this happening. You understand? It's like it's not the streets that dictate who's who's gonna be on top. No, little Billy and Dylan mm. and fucking Spencer mm. and Cooper and, and Peyton are the ones that are are that are defining who are these top hip hop artists. Yep. Whether you whether you want to accept it or not, there's no way that hip hop becomes so profitable without them, Fact. without them. So they are the ones dictating whether someone like Takashi can go commit crimes with niggas, get locked up, flip on them, come out, have a video, have a million motherfuckers on Instagram come live, back of the year. and then and come <laughs> come back player and, of the year, and then baby. fucking. To me, probably has the number one record in the country. Whether the Fact. bill, whether billboards want to say it, Whoa. say it. We're not gonna. We'll talk about billboard too about when we right? talk about fucking Doja Clan <laughs> and shit like that. Because all those kids you just named, who just said Takashi's gonna be cool, they're gonna be at Doja's concert. They will, that, right? They will singing say so and all that shit. Absolutely. You think they give a fuck about her making <laughs> them songs? But yeah, gotta check out her only clans account. Yeah, That's dope <laughs> for real. Like, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, Takashi's out. Listen, Takashi came through. Like, like a part of me couldn't believe it, but the bigger part of me believed it one thousand percent. Yeah, I ex- I expected this. I fully expected this. I thought if he came out, none of it would matter. None of it would matter. The niggas, because at the end of the day, you let's let's throw the contrast right. You have Takashi on one end, and you have Pop Smoke on the other. Pop Smoke, a twenty-year-old kid, who, for all intents and purposes, lived out his rhymes. And how did he? And then how did he leave this earth? You feel me? And they mourned him for a fucking a a couple weeks, and then niggas moved on, cause niggas die every day. Rappers die every day. Them white boys, them niggas weren't pushing for pop smoke. They weren't. 
you know. But at the end of the day, like, and you have and you have Takashi on the other side that went and snitched, did all this other shit, and he's welcome with open arms. You know what I mean? Pop Smoke is is out here on tracks post posthumously. You know what I mean? And those shits ain't going to number one. Those shits ain't pr- ain't put niggas ain't pushing, and you don't see other rappers and other people pushing the Pop Smoke record so he can get play, so he can get some royalty, so his family can get taken care of. They ain't doing that shit. But Takashi's number one. The streets are done. You know what I mean? Streets are alive and well. Like streets are alive and well. Y'all kid, so they kill good. X and let Zimmerman live. The streets are done. <laughs> Zimmerman's out here fine. He's probably golfing right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. But that's that's my two cents. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the whole Takashi thing for me, the, the way I'm looking at it at this point is. I'm not surprised by any of this at all. You know, um, the only thing that the only thing that I do find interesting though is people, other celebrities, and particularly black celebrities' opinions about this when it comes up. Mm. You know, because when we talk about you know the streets being dead, for those for those of you who don't who don't get it, who don't understand it, it's about within the culture growing up. You know, this isn't just a black thing. I mean, this is I think this is just a thing. A cultural thing, yeah. and this can uh, apply to many different cultures. A culture of crime, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, culture of crime, culture of survival, a culture of just merely bottom line, minding your own business. Yeah, bottom you know? line, bottom line. You know, bottom line, just mind your own business. Yeah, you know. And so, for someone for him to do what he did, you know, he 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 he's a rat, he's a snitch, and that's a certifiable fact. But the interesting part about it, though, is just like I'm just. I think the way that he played it when I when I watched his the I haven't watched the whole I think it was on how long was he on live for like two hours or something I don't even know I think I watched like maybe, maybe twenty or thirty minutes of content from from his live or whatever mm-hmm. but from the stuff I'm reading about him and everything I think he's playing it sort of wrong I think he would have been better off coming from the perspective of like hey you know what these guys they were out to kill me and da 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 so I wasn't really snitching and, and all that other stuff that they that I, t- I admitted to the the, the feds already had it. Instead, he take this, he's taking this approach as, as if it's like, yeah, I did it, so what? Yeah, no, there was, there was a part of it where he went into great detail about, mm-hmm. yeah, he went into great detail on how, like, if the, he went to, like, you know, down a list of, like, they did this to me, they did that to me, they tried they to tried fucking my BM, they tried to kidnap me, they tried to kill me, and I'm supposed to stay loyal to them, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and it's like granted, with all, all of that, and it's... Like in that scope is very true. Mm. It's very true. Mm. But when you are associating yourself with these people and you've done things with them, they didn't go to jail because they fucked your BM. You feel me? So they did they went to jail behind shit that they were doing in order to either protect you or to just bring overall more clout to you, you know, that you were complicit with. So it's like you can't snitch when you snitch on them. That's what you have to protect because you were a part of it. You know what I mean? He went that route of like, I, and, and, and the funniest thing is, is watching how many people, and that's what shows you the generational gap. Okay. How many people were were jumping to defend that? We're jumping to say, like, yeah, fuck them niggas. Like, yeah, did it. Yeah, Cause at yeah, the end of the day, yeah, these niggas yeah. are not from the streets. Even even the black kids. <laughs> 
Even yeah. the black kids in this yeah. generation, yeah. they didn't grow up the way our older brothers grew up. Yeah. They didn't yeah. grow up the way yeah. we grew yeah. up. <laughs> the streets are different. The streets are way different. Most of the shit that these niggas get into now is mainly over clout. Fact. Mainly over clout. Fact. These niggas can't even sell weed no cap, more. Cap, cap, these cap, niggas cap, ain't cap, sell. Cap, you know cap, what I mean? Cap, like, cap. it's all cap, bro. So it's like, when they see some shit like that, that makes them feel good. That makes them feel safe because they know they're pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when so when they try to do some some wild shit, they know that yeah, there's president here. Look at Takashi. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? He's now a verb. He's an adverb now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You pull a Takashi. You know what I yeah. mean? Fucking Fuck nigga. Them niggas, niggas try to lock me up. I pull a Takashi. I pull a six nine and I'm out, nigga. <laughs> All of you niggas is going under the jail. <laughs> You know what I mean? And they, yeah, like I said, they're pussy, so it's like they know that they 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 can't take those licks. And and Takashi has been is a prominent nigga that has been able to have all of it. He literally told niggas that I oh I wasn't a gangster. These niggas did this, this niggas, these niggas did that. Woo-woo. And so pretty much saying, I'm innocent, I didn't do none of this shit. But then you still come out like a gangster rapper. And the kids don't give a fuck. I knew that when they tried to say Rick Ross was a cop. I knew that when there's so many other instances where it's like, yo, these niggas don't ex- kids. They don't expect, and even kids and people in my generation, they don't expect these rappers to live out their rhymes. And if anything, they kind of frown upon what niggas do because now you dead and now you can't make no music no more. You know, they didn't want pop. Unfortunately, they don't want Pop Smoke to live out his rhymes. They don't want none of these niggas to live out their rooms. They don't really want these niggas doing codeine, <laughs> popping Addies, and all this other shit. They want to pop the Addies. They want the niggas that make good music to rap about popping the Addies while I do it. I don't want you to do it. Mm. You don't need to do it. Because I just need you to be a soundtrack to my, fuck, to my fucked up life. Not like performance art. You know what I mean? But speaking of performance art. That was dark. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. Of course, some of their favorite artists, they really gonna rock with them. But it's nah, like nah, their nah. their so, their soundtrack so, shit, they just need so you to I'm make pretty it. Sure, I'm pretty sure we got your, your opinion about it though. So at yeah. the end of the day, uh Takashi 69, is he a friend? So fucking rat. <laughs> 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 no, because the thing is, I don't know if he's a friend or foe. Is, is that he, what you is he, is he a friend? Is he a friend or an enemy of the culture? Of the culture, he's an enemy. Of the culture, he's an enemy. Of the culture, he's an enemy. But yeah, like, yeah, it, it, come on. If there was, come on. It, how the fuck was this nigga able to get out? Nobody knew. This nigga was to record a record. Nobody knew. Yeah, so is Takashi a friend or an enemy of the state? I mean, it's very clear. He's an enemy of the state, right? I mean, the evidence is there for everybody to see it. I'm just interested to see, you know, how the culture in the long run treats him. And, and it's going to be very, 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 very disappointing. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. You know, because it's not going to change much. Because as a part of the culture, you know, it is is the people who are not, you know, necessarily, uh, of the quite quite frankly, you know, the same skin skin color. You yeah. Know? So you look at a hundred percent of the, the the culture. You got to factor in the fans of the music, the fans, the people who go to the concerts, the people who actually buy the albums, the people that actually buy the streaming services just because their artist is now on that yeah. streaming service. Because it's. It's you know? yeah. That's what happens when you. That's what happens when you let people in. Yeah. That's when you invite niggas to the cookout. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And all that fucking, those dumbass euphemisms. Like, when that's what happens is they take a stranglehold of your shit because there's a whole lot of them. And they're very active. You ever go to every any hip-hop show? Any hip-hop show. Mm. 70% of that crowd is white. Because yeah. white people show the fuck up and they pay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You go to a Wu-Tang show, 70% white. Fucking Kanye show, 70% white. Jay-Z show, like, dog. It don't matter who it is. They they show up and they contribute. They consume. So they're the ones. So it's like we make it, we make people cool, and then they're the ones that put the jetpack mm. on it. Mm. We tell you Cardi B's cool. Then she gets the jetpack. She gets the 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 team around her, surrounding her, you know what I mean, to make money off of her. You know, we we are the tastemakers, but they're the money makers. You know, so it's like when that shit happens, someone like 6ix9ine could live. You know what I mean? He can come in, not look like us, reap all of the benefits, snitch on us, come back out and still win. Granted, at first when I saw that live, granted, I don't trust Billboard numbers anyway. But when I saw that live and saw how many people were in it, I... That to me wasn't when it was like two million people. That to me didn't mean that like oh yeah two million fans show up. Most people, a lot of people just love to see a car crash. Mm -hmm. You feel me? A lot of people tuned in just to see what the fuck this was gonna look like, what he was gonna say, because it was scandalous. You feel me? So ever since he first came out, the 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 drive behind him hasn't been the same. I, because I was expecting more. I was expecting that, the video, the fucking, uh, the music, more shit to come out. You know what I mean? He was trying to like, like, because he had the perfect opportunity to completely captivate the audience. Mm -hmm. Hold the audience hostage for like a week or so, mm -hmm. which is like a year in internet time. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But after that, it kind of like dwindled away. And then now he's just making videos of how mad he is about the motherfucking, his, his, his song not going number one. And you know what I mean? And complaining about that type of shit of the clips that I saw. And and my rule of thumb is, is yeah, he could be doing a whole lot more. But my rule of thumb is, if I don't know about it through osmosis, then it ain't big enough. Mm. A song ain't a hit record to me unless I hear that shit through osmosis. Mm. By not even functioning, mm. you've by not functioning, you've heard the new Chris Brown record with with um Go Crazy. Mm. You've you've heard it. You heard Megan Thee Stallion's song. Mm. You heard the, the you know what I mean, all the viral songs, all the hit records and shit like that. Just And you've probably never even heard the song fully, but you know that part because that, because it's a hit record, you know? With his shit, it's like, or when things go viral, you can't avoid it. But with him, since that's happened, I feel like I haven't seen much of him. I wonder if artists or their record labels ever put out the type of numbers with regards to who actually downloads the songs to use them in ads or to use them in their shows or to use them in some type of advertising as well. Because that's a part Which, of the osmosis, right? Yeah, like, de almost definitely. Like, you, 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 either, you could hear this song in the elevator or this song literally could be used as a jingle now. Yep, exactly. It's like, it's like Taylor Swift. Mm. I didn't know Taylor Swift. But I know Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. There's so many songs I'd play for you. You could play, and you'll be like, oh, that's Taylor Swift? Yeah. Oh, that's Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah. that, oh, because it's like, that shit, when you walk into Target, that shit is playing. Yeah. 
When you walk into anything, but you just it's just poppy whatever. You're not even realizing that what it is. And then you realize like, oh damn, I, I see why the fuck she makes so much damn money. <laughs> She's everywhere. You know? And that's why I still don't believe that Selena Gomez is real. Cause how the fuck I have a theory. I have a running theory that your Selena Gomez running theory. Go I'm ahead. a truther. I'm a Selena Gomez truther. Right. Dead ass. Right. Cause this started, right? And I call it the Selena Gomez effect. Okay. How the fuck, when I found out that Selena Gomez had the most followers on Instagram, right? And I asked myself, how, what does Selena Gomez do? Like, what does she do? How do I not know who she, this was like two years ago. I'm like, how do I not know who she is if she's the most followed person on Instagram? And people say, oh no, she was on Disney and she's a singer. I'm like, then how do I not know any of her songs? How do I not know like anything that she's done. And that's to me, like that's just industry plant shit. That's industry buying followers, buying influence, mm. buying, you know what I mean? It's the same thing that they do now with trying to do the, the tricks to get their songs to number one and all that shit. And now to a point where they're outwardly telling their 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 fans to stream this, just have it on your phone and put it, keep it playing overnight and blah, blah, blah. Like dog, that shit is all cap. It's all cap. Like, how does she have more followers than Beyonce? How does she have more followers than Rihanna, than Adele, than, well, Adele really isn't that active on social media, but, but like, it just doesn't make any sense. And when things don't, like, like baseline shit don't make sense there, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that people, like, I've read into a little bit of a Selena Gomez, and I know a little bit of her story, and, and shout out to her. I hope she's doing better health-wise, and, and shout out to the girl that gave her a new kidney. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, it's just, like I said, it's just a working theory of just, like, of excuse me the power that, that media has to create these stars out of, out of yeah, out of thin air. You know, granted, it's not like I said she doesn't do anything, but I mean just to me. And granted, I'm not her market. A 30 year old black man is not her market. Mm-hmm. But so, but so, so I'm not. I'm not Taylor Swift's either. Yeah. But why do I know her shit? Why do I know Katy Perry? Why do I know? Why do I know Lady Gaga shit? Why do I know? Because when you're that big, you're just going to receive it. You know, it's just going to be around you, and you can't avoid it. Now. You know, and some people, I remember one person played like one Selena Gomez. I think it was my girl. She played, she said, oh, she sings this song. I'm like, okay, I know that song. But what's the next song? What's the, you know, to me, that's a one hit wonder thing to me. Then what's, what's the next song? What's the, what makes her be, what's the appeal here? You know, but like, what the fuck do I know? Like I said, I'm not her market. I just have, that's just my running theory. And I just throw. nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, I throw every, everything into that, into that um, thing. (laughs) I throw everybody into that barrel that I don't really think has that much um real influence um well ha- that has fabricated influence but um but yeah like like we said fabric like all this ties together to this doja cat shit mm-hmm. fabricated influence the shit that i said about like we say someone's cool and then they get they get the the jetpack you know they get the industry the industry jetpack that's going to rocket you to number one because black people have now said you're cool. So now we're about to put you with the best producers and those motherfuckers that have had number one songs in the tuck, but just waiting for an artist, for the right artist that has its own bat, has their own own flow going for me to give it to you to send you to number one, to make you a pop sensation. 
You know what I mean? Because Doja Cat was sitting here making music on YouTube for years. You know what I mean? She got big off that Moo song and shit like that. You know what I mean? But she started, she got her own, she through her own work, she made herself, because that's what it is now. It's like, to bring it back, like that's what it is now about the music. The music industry used to be A&Rs and stuff like that. They go out there and find talent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They go to the sh to the shops. They go to this the, the 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 open mics. The you know all the nostalgic ways that record companies used to find talent or talent shows and all that type of shit, right? But now, they record companies just sit back. Mm. Mm. They sit back and wait for people to to pop on their own. You feel me? These record companies they don't they they go out trying to find producers, mm -hmm. songwriters. Now I'm gonna have a bunch of songs, a bunch of beats, a bunch of dope records, and I'm gonna now find, wait for an artist to pop on their own. You have the records, you have the, I have the records, you have the attention, that the attention. Let's bring them together, and that's how you get records like Say So. Because if you listen to Say So, that sounds nothing like any Doja Cat shit, other than the the rap part. You know what I mean? Because they're like, let's add that to, you know. And that's how you get her, someone like her, to go number one. The same way you get someone like Cardi B to go number one. You know? And it's like, and, and in that, when you have people infiltrating the culture like that, you don't know. And they and people don't ask questions, you know, of how this shit happens so quickly. And then you see, you find out that, um, you quickly find out, you know, you remember that, Grant, you guys remember Kesha? Yeah. Right. And did you hear about that shit about the the people that pretty much own her music and yeah, shit like that yeah. and those sexual assault things yeah. that was going through? And how every for years on the internet, once again, through osmosis, mm. I find out about how she's going through all this thing with this with this dude, Dr. Something. Fuck, I forgot what his name is. Uh Dr. Something, Dr. Drew, not Dr. Drew. But um <laughs> some shit. He's a producer, record label dude, right? And she accuses him of sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Luke, exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Dr. Luke, not of Luke and the crew. Not yet. Please, yes, yes. Not, not, shout not the two live crew. Them. Shout out to Luke. And <laughs> shout out to two, shout out to Luke. Um, um, yeah. All on internet for years. It's cancel Dr. Luke. Cancel Dr. Luke. Cancel Dr. Luke. Cancel Dr. Luke. He's a rapist. That is Doug. Give Kesha back her publishing. Let free Kesha. Free Kesha. Right. This is me learning this shit through osmosis. I don't listen to Kesha. Who do you think wrote and produced? Say so. Dr. Luke. Dr. fucking Luke. Shout Dr. Out. Luke. Shout out to the culture again one time. The motherfucker that people been trying to cancel, this, that, and the third. They talk, calling him R. Kelly, calling him this, that, and the third. Let shit quiet now. I got the music. You got the... Let's put them together, baby. Go right to number one. Mm. Let's throw Nicki Minaj on that bitch. We'll keep you on number one for a little longer, too. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's like, so it's like when you when you keep letting all of these people in, and now we're finding out, because so you have Dr. Luke here. You have these greedy ass labels. You got the internet, and then you got all, and then you got Doja Cat. All these things happening so quickly and nobody's checking anything. Nobody's checking shit. They just letting shit happen. They see money in the air. We can make money off these niggas. The niggas say that, that she's hot. I got hot records. Let's put them together. We can make money. No one's making any checks and any, ba any balances. And now we find out about Doja Cat. Mm. Shorty's out here 
pandering to white nationalists and racists on the internet, getting, you know what I mean? And all that other shit. You know what I mean? Like, I went on for mad long. But, but, uh, but yeah, oh, like, man. that whole, that whole shit, and the, you know, of course, the net been eating her up, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, for those that, of course, for those that don't know, you know who Doja Cat is. She's she's a she's a rising star, you know, and she's half white, raised by her white mother, um, and raised by her by her by her white mother. She's never she's never met her her African her African father, who's actually a famous dude. If you look him up, he's like a Af- he's a famous dude in Nigeria, and um, and with that said, like we didn't know what people found out over this weekend was that Doja Cat. I guess moonlights as a motherfucking I don't know a showgirl for white nationalists or something. You know what I mean? Incels. She be incel. She be that. on them. She be on them fucking them chats. You know what I mean? And um, she used to be on those chats. And videos came out that she that she um would be just placating their bullshit. You know, would doing be like be down with their little racist jokes and shit like that. And um and not checking them on shit and. And and she's been doing this shit for years before she was famous. And then, but but people thought it was before she was famous. Um, but come to find out that she was on a chat with them niggas. Niggas did, you know, the, the internet detectives. They found out she was on a chat with them like a couple weeks ago. Mm. Number one record, Doja Cat, is still on in those in those video chats. These are video chats with these with these people, you know what I mean? Just chilling. You know, and it's where these in 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 the in the videos, you got a lot of people like in the, like saying a lot of like you know saying semi racist shit, and those those chats are known for being very racist and things like that. And she's just not she's not only is she not checking them, she's just like like I said, she's pandering with them, she's playing with them, and that and and that speaks to a much larger picture of like of of biracial people that grow up in you know in very white environments like being like feeling like they have to put up with that shit or have to you know placate that shit and they can't really stop it but granted but the funny thing is is like you chose to be there it's not like you're you're half you're half you're a biracial kid you're raised by your white mother and you grew up in a white town and shit like that and you grew up in a really white high school and you're and you're forced to stand out you know, and you will stand out and it might be difficult because they won't accept you. You feel me? So I can understand why that might cause like, you know, some identity issues. But you're seeking these places out. And you're seeking them out recently. So it's like, so it's like who it's like that imposter type shit. It's like to me, it makes me feel like 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 you make hip hop music, you know? You do all the you you make hip hop music with a hip hop sound and a hip hop look, and then you go and you leave that space in your private life to still like seek the approval of them. That's that's what it that's what it left me with. Granted, it could go it could go a whole lot deeper because at the end of the day, how the fuck do people find out about this shit? A lot of people feel like a lot of people put a, um um I guess she put out this video in our live a couple weeks ago and she said that yo if y'all help say so go number one I'm gonna show you my breasts right so it was like a joke on the internet but I'm I guess it was probably true where mad dudes were streaming that songs for her to show her her boobs 
You feel me? And then when it went number one, she went on another video and was like, I'm not I'm not showing my titties to y'all. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I was y'all got played, like da 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 da, whatever. It's a playful thing. I guess not. I guess there's some motherfuckers that that took it very seriously and wanted to expose her now. Those same people that were streaming the things were the same people that knew Doja Cat from those, from those, those, those chats, those video chats. And they and they had recorded her doing saying shit da, da 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 because at the end of the day even a few years ago she still was a pretty known person you know what i mean she mm-hmm. was putting videos out making music and things like that but she was still going in these in these video chats well, right with now, the common folk on, it was just she was just on a pop just more recently over the past like years right change. exactly you know but the wildest thing is you would th- like i said you would think that she had stopped at a certain point when they said that she stopped they said that she used to get naked for them whatever and that's it's her body it's whatever but um they, they said that but she but she stopped getting naked for them when she started to pop a little bit more but she still would frequent those same those same places yeah. you know even so and it's like um and that's the funny part that's the part that i the part that i just don't have a not that I have to have an explanation for because that's it's for her to explain, but um, yeah, American culture is a trip. Mm. I mean, we could produce Doja Cat and we fuck them produce, niggas and fuck we, them we niggas that did produce, that shit. Hold on, I'm sorry, fuck them niggas that did that shit just to get at her because that shit's that shit's wild. That shit's yeah, wild, that's, and that's, that's basically revenge, revenge porn, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, they didn't show her naked, but at the end of the day, my nigga, you still were trying to achieve a certain thing, and it's like I'm always gonna feel a certain way anytime. A person of color is done done by that by a bunch of white dudes at the end of the day they, that's who did this yeah you know so it's like yeah but i'm sorry i'm sorry Shout to, out to the up. culture one more time no i'm just interested to see the the uh, the american culture and the type of people we could produce you know uh we could re- we could produce uh rachel dolezal mm-hmm. and a doja cat yeah at the same time at the same damn time you know it's like i said the black experience is, is quite the experience man it is quite the experience. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Mount uh, Rushmore Boston. of Boston. Boston Sports, Mount Rushmore. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, Alec. You can look it up. Are there four or five presidents? There's four. Rushmore? I want it's four, right? Yeah. It's four. Ask me to name them. I don't know. There's, there's, there's Washington, Lincoln. It doesn't matter. Figure out who's gonna be your top four I know. Boston sports icons you're putting on your Mount Rushmore. Is it Hamilton and fucking the other the Trail of Tears nigga? <laughs> what's that nigga? Roosevelt. And Thomas. Damn. To all the four own I'm slaves. I'm shocked that I all them niggas own slaves, whether they wanted it fucking admitted or not. <laughs> or they benefited from slavery, so it doesn't matter. Even Lincoln? Hell yeah, that nigga benefited from slavery. <laughs> that nigga, he benefited from slavery more than all them niggas because he, that's what got him up there. If he didn't, you know what I mean? That's the shit that made him famous. Other than that, that nigga would have been another slack-jawed-ass Yakubian. Like, but, um, but yeah, so, yeah. So we got four. My four, it's very simple. I mean, number one is, un, is you can't argue with this, number one is Bill Russell. Bill Russell is number one on the on the Boston um, Mount Rushmore. There's gonna be a lot of people I leave off because these niggas didn't win. Mm. You feel me? So Ted oh, Williams. Enough. I'm sorry, my nigga. I have your jersey and all that shit. Shout out to Ted Williams, but you're not making it, man. Um, is that nigga still frozen? Was he the nigga that was? Getting- yeah, they chopped his head off. They chopped his head Rose off. His head, yeah. Rose his head. What was the point of that? They gotta save his brain. 
reanimation in the future or something like that. Who knows? Yo, you know, I'm not even going to judge because joke's on me. That nigga might be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Number one is Bill Russell. Number two is Tom Brady. Because um, that goes without saying. Um, number three for me is David Ortiz. Um, because after a, over a hundred years of the Red Sox being the Red Sox, to me, he is the number one guy when it comes to our history of winning. You know what I mean? Um, I want winners up on this Mount Rushmore. I don't want like, of course we have a lot of, we have a lot of people that, um, that are, have really, really storied, um, histories in Boston but at the same time, I don't, I wasn't, not only was I not there for it, but a lot of them, I felt like got extra clout because of certain shit, you know, mainly because if they were white. Um, so I'm very more partial to that, to, to always factoring that in. So it's going to be, yeah, Bill Russell, Tom Brady, David Ortiz in the fourth, the fourth, just to keep it, do I have to keep it all the same spot? Like different no, sports, I, just, I could just put four. It just has to be athletes. I'm gonna put because I respect I, I respect hockey I, and I and I like hockey. I like playoff hockey. You feel me? I don't really watch it during the regular season, but when the Bruins are in the playoff playoffs, I'm in it. So just out of respect for the Bruins, I'm gonna put Bobby Orr. He's gonna be my. He's gonna round out my number four. No, because I, I have the Celtics represented, and it's in it, it's in Bill Russell. Boston, it, I'd like to it, apologize no, on behalf of my brother here no, for leaving Larry Bird off the list. No, fuck that. I'm not, for yo. leaving Larry Bird off the list. I fucks my, with Larry Bird. My I, most humblest of apologies, Boston. I fucks with Larry Bird, but the way that this city fucking pines over Larry Bird, like Bill Russell didn't bring us 11 fucking rings. He was no bird. Yo. That nigga Bird, I'm not. See, you're gonna make me disrespect Larry Bird, and that's not what I'm trying to do. That's not what I'm trying to do. Shout out to Larry Bird, but shout out French Lick. Shout out to Indiana. You know what I mean? But I'm not shout gonna shout out to him being a good son and you know paving his mother's driveway for her back in old French Lick, Indiana. Do you know how they would have killed? You know how they would have killed niggas for that? His career. You know how they would have killed well, him for they that? Were, they weren't cutting real checks in the 80s in the NBA That's like true. people think they were, though, bro. That's true. That's why I think the whole the whole Jordan, the whole idea about Jordan getting caught up in the gambling game and the mob, I think that thing is true. Mm. Because Jordan was getting checks. Don't get me wrong. But checks he was gambling him. big. <laughs> but he wasn't getting... He, he, was, he was only getting checks off of endorsements. So you're trying to tell me that... You're trying to tell me that that's the reason why his father got killed? That's a whole nother show. That's foul. That's a whole nother that's show. That's foul. That's a whole nother. That's that's, foul. that's an hour show right nah, that's there. That's foul. That's an hour that's, show. That's that's right foul. There, but no, that's some fucked up shit. I don't man. know, bro. Read about it. I don't know. Bro. No, <laughs> read about it. That's know. some fucked up shit. I can't believe niggas really were like that story has been told so many times that like it's one that you have to address. Like even he had to address it yeah. in the last dance. Like, yeah. like, but yo, R.I.P. I think his name was Charles Jordan. Sure. I feel like R.I.P. Um, but now, nah, what what what's your list? You gonna shit it on my list because I didn't put fucking Larry Bird on it. You know what I mean? But what's your list? My list. Uh, my list. It isn't really my list. This is this is the Boston sports list. Yeah. Of the actual Boston. So um, not yours, but the actually the Boston. Boston. Like the they would Boston. vote, and these niggas would be All on. These it. Will, these niggas would be All on right. it. Okay. 
It'll be Bill Russell. Oh, no, no, no. In this order, number one to number five. Number five? Four. Four. I'm sorry, number four. Number one to number four. That's a black Mount Rushmore. Number <laughs> Number one is Larry Bird. Number two is Tom Brady. Number three is Bill Russell. Number four is David Ortiz. Okay, so you just talk about Bobby Orr. I just took out Bobby Orr. So no, dis- so no respect to hockey in this Fuck town. Fuck hockey in this town. Just so we're clear. <sighs> wow. Fuck hockey in this town. It's about the culture. Tom's definitely won more than Larry, but but Larry's impact on the culture is different because Larry, what Larry did for, for the culture of Boston was it brought, and when I say Boston, I mean white Irish Boston, okay? It brought them a new level of respect in a sport that they never had before. They've had white quarterbacks dominating forever. That's no big deal. They've had white quarterbacks win. That's no big deal. But to have a white guy in the NBA shitting on niggas, and I mean shitting So you mean it's so, so the mean that, so that, you. That brought them more, because so, of more clout. Like, yeah, so Bird is number one just off of racism. Of course. This is all racism, check. Isn't it? That's true. This is all racism. That's anyways. true. Absolutely. Because racism definitely dominates, you know what I mean, Boston sports figures, like, number one. Yeah. Because even my, not my. Yeah, my, what's my, your my list? My list, number one is Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Number two is Tom Brady. Number three is David Ortiz. And then number four, this might be the shocker here, Pedro Martinez. I knew it. I fucking knew Pedro it. I fucking Martinez. knew it. I fucking knew it. Pedro Martinez. I was like, how is he going to fit Pedro Martinez into this? <laughs> Where is he? Because that's where I was I like. I love you, PD. <laughs> PD, I love you. I fucking knew it. Because I'm like, oh, that's why he wants it to be five. Because he wants to sneak Pedro Martinez into that shit. Fuck that. I'm putting Rondo there. Now I'm playing. Um... Uh, okay, no, yeah, I do nah. respect because if Pedro, I was to put, yeah. listen, listen, mm-hmm. you grew up in Boston, you follow Boston sports. Let's say from let's say from 1990 up to here, yeah, up to 2012, these past 30 years. Mm-hmm. What man had the type of impact on Boston sports the way that Pedro Martinez had? The ups and downs of it. The who's your daddy issues of it. <laughs> shout out to New York. The what about Manny? Manny, it was a. T- yeah, what about Manny being five. Manny? Manny would have been number five. Three through five. Three, yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't put three, David four, Ortiz, five, I would have been Manny. all Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, because I would say, because yeah, because out of all sports, baseball was the first sport that I ever got into, and that was yeah. because of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember watching the '99 All Star Game and shit like that in Boston that and things like that. That's what got. Ridiculous. That's what really got me into sports. Ridiculous. And I was yeah nine years old. And, and people um, wanted one right in that year, that that 1999 season. Yeah. Pedro's year that year. Yep. All Star Game. All-Star game in Boston, yep. striking out the first four batters in the All-Star game. Yeah, man. Watch the film. That was a just bad watch, man. Just watch. Look at his numbers that year. Yeah. Like like you, yeah. you said it. Yeah. That year, uh, 99, I mean, Pedro, the place, city was rocking. Pedro's year that he almost, he should have, should have won MVP mm-hmm. that year. Yeah, I agree. He should have been MVP and Cy Young. Yeah, well, you know, it was that's my Mount Rushmore. Man. I agree. That's I can't, I can't argue with that because there's so many people 
you know, there's so many people you can throw up on there. Like, we could do a Mount Rushmore of players. We can do a Mount Rushmore of coaches. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, like, we can do we can do a Mount Rushmore of motherfucking GMs. GMs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, and so it's, it's, it runs, especially, like, the Celtics, it's hard. It's hard. And it, it was hard for me to not put two Celtics up there because the Celtics are Boston. As much as motherfuckers try to tell you about the Red Sox or the Patriots, mm-hmm. no, it's the Celtics. The Celtics are the one that gave the ones that gave us any the first clout, the first real clout. We know that the, the Red Sox won a fucking World Series in nineteen oh eight and all this other shit. But no, the Celtics are who made the Boston a sports town. You feel me? And and then the Patriots are who cemented it, you know, and brought us into like prominence. Mm-hmm. You know, but the Celtics did all the heavy lifting while the Red Sox were out here fucking selling Babe Ruth for fucking play for to finance a play and shit. And Bill Buckner was out here fucking. No, no, I'm not going to do that to Bill Buckner because that was fucked up. Um, fucked up. But we're forgiving na- him. We're forgiving him. Yeah, yeah. We're forgiving him. And and um, we forgiving him from some shit that happened before I was even born. Um, yeah, like and. And like, yeah, so the Celtics are really so it was really hard for me to if I was to add a fifth, it would it would probably it would have been Manny or Bird. Probably Bird. Mm. Um mm. it would have been. Um yeah, I would I would have put Bird. I would have put Bird before Manny. But if I was to add a fifth, it would be it would be Bird. Wow. But I'm just trying to re- If you were to add a fifth, it would have been Bird or Manny or Ramirez. Boston's gonna fucking love you after this. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just not you know, the thing is, is as as great as because, you know, at the t- at the end of the day, I'm a sports fan first. Mm. And I'm a huge Isaiah Thomas fan. Mm. And I feel like Isaiah Thomas has gotten a, a big, like, short end of the stick when it comes to the NBA because of two reasons. Number one, he said that he said that shit about Larry Bird, that if he was just another, if he was a black, if he was black, he would have just been another black, he would have been just another player. And then he right. got on he got on Michael Jordan's bad side because he didn't fucking shake Michael Jordan's hand. Now all of a sudden this nigga's a villain. And then thirdly he got on Magic Johnson's you know bad side. But and I do love Larry Bird, but over the years, Larry Bird, the love for Larry Bird has just been the way they've weaponized Larry Bird has the is the reason why as a person from Boston, why. They've like he has a a sour taste in you know pause, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like because they've used Larry Bird to shit on Isaiah Thomas, they've used Larry Bird to to shit on LeBron, like niggas really trying to t- niggas yeah, really tried to though? say that Larry Bird is better than LeBron James. Have you seen the highlights though? You seen the film? Why? Because he could shoot. At one time, he that nigga that did a behind the back pass once. Then. What that the time, fuck? What are we talking about here? That one time he passed it behind his back. Yeah, like you. Then they're gonna you let these niggas bring Larry Bird in the conversation. Then it's Havlicek. Then it's Kuzi. These niggas are fucking bouncing the ball like this in front of them, and they trying to say this niggas are better than Steph Curry. <laughs> and it's only with the white players. <laughs> niggas don't talk about Oscar Oscar Robinson. They don't talk about fucking Elgin Baylor and all these other motherfuckers. All these other players that that were fucking tremendous Hall of Fame players the way they talk about Larry Bird. And granted, Larry Bird was great. I'm not saying he wasn't. But the way they talk about him is only in a weaponized way. It's always to shut to shit on somebody else. And it's like, I'm tired of seeing that shit. So it's like, that's why he's not on my Mount Rushmore. 
So funny. Never. Larry Bird, um, Bill Russell is representing the Boston Celtics when it comes to, you know what I mean? You would think that fucking Larry Bird won fucking 13 championships the way they talk about this nigga. Why'd it take, why'd it take till 2018, 2019 for Bill Russell to fucking get a statue in this bitch? You know why. You know why. You know what I mean? Racism. Nicole Sisters can't rap, man. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That got heated. I like, I like, nah, that was good. That was good. But I mean, <laughs> that's it? It don't matter, nigga. All right, nigga, yeah, fuck it, nigga. This is forever, nigga. I know. Fuck. <laughs> don't worry about the time, nigga. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we doing this shit for free, nigga. So, so it's like, fuck these niggas, man. We time out, Time is man. a construct. Yeah, like. Time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, episode five, nigga, we out. <laughs> time is a construct. <laughs>